Before we begin, I just want to make a quick announcement. If you're listening today on November 3rd, 2020, hopefully you're listening to us at a time where you can stop what you're doing and go vote. Right. You're getting your coffee. Your breakfast is ready. Mm-hmm. You made yourself an egg. You're like, ah, oh, don't have anything to do today. Mm-hmm. No, you, you got to vote. Yeah, you got to vote. And if you don't have anything to do, then come up with the plan right now. As you're listening to this, if it's in the morning and you had coffee, that's fine. If it's in the afternoon and your child needs to take a nap, you know, make a plan. Once your child wakes up, figure out how you and your child are going to go and vote. That's going to probably be me. And yeah, he's excited to vote. He can't even vote right now. But when he turns 18, he'll do the same. And we expect that you take the time to exercise your right to vote because everyone has one. And we could all use some votes right now. Yeah. And maybe you're like me and you already voted like two or three weeks ago. So good job. I'm- uh, round of applause <laughs> to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't get a sticker though. So, you know, if you're going to vote today, then you may get a sticker. And for that, I am very jealous. Yeah. You know what? Me too. Yes. Go vote today and get a sticker. <laughs> Do that. Do it for all of us. No, on a serious tip, I think that it's important for us to vote and do what's right for the future, for your future, for children's future, that we all vote and do the right thing. Please take the time to go and do that. You can go to IWillVote.com and figure out, you know, your polling location where you can go and vote. Make sure you're registered. And if you're not, then it might be too late. And I really hope that doesn't happen to you. So please get yourself out there to vote. It's really, really important that we do that. Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developers podcast, live from the Boogie Down Bronx. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today. Dave Anderson. And today we'll be talking about the fight of the century, Django versus Rails. And how is Python winning right now, I guess, is the question. Such a blood sport. Oh yeah, you gotta, (laughs) what is it like, Fight Club? It's like down in the basement, we got these two ready to duke it out. Are you the Rubyist in the corner for Rails? Am I the Djangoist? I think so. I think I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna say yes. I think when I first learned about Ruby, the first rule of Ruby is you must hate Python. Like I remember specifically being told that. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, it was just like, no, just the rule of Ruby is Ruby's better than Python. Just know that. And I was like, I, okay, I guess. I missed that chapter in the Sandy Metz book. <laughs> where, where Sandy's like, you know, uh, yeah, you know, object oriented programming and Ruby and, you know, Python. <laughs> <laughs> Screw their Python. I don't know about that stuff. <laughs> So I've done very, very little Python work. Dave would know. I think you've mentioned before in the past that like in the the Stride interview, it was us pairing and I was like, oh, well, teach me how to Python, bro. Let's do this. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. And that was the other way around for me where I think like William was my Ruby Yoda, basically, you know, showing me the ways of the force. You know, the question I normally have that people ask me is, you know, is Rails dead? Like, are we now officially not using Rails anymore because Python is so much better? I don't know. I keep on hearing about all these new versions of Rails that are coming out, and it sounds pretty cool to me. I'm not using it. Like, I worked on a couple projects where, you know, I had a choice, and I was like, hmm. No, not today. Not, not, not today, old friend. <laughs> right. I think if I cross paths, I wouldn't be upset, 
But, you know, I really like Django. I appreciate it. It has a lot of good features. Yeah, I mean, if I ever get the opportunity to work in Python, then it's like great for my career because Python is winning and Django's riding its coattails because (laughs) Rails is dying. And that's like the word on the street. Like I remember having to introduce a new programming language for an application we were building. And everyone, this particular shop was like a C-sharp shop. Say that five times fast. The C-sharp shop, right? By the seashore. Yeah, by the seashore. And the idea that we were like, okay, we got to choose a new language for us to build this new application. And, and we were thinking about doing it in Ruby. And they were like, no, I refuse to learn Ruby. Like, I'm, I would much rather stick to C Sharp than learn Ruby because Ruby is a dying language. Oh. I don't know what to say to that. Like, I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> but all the cool kids right now are using Python and using Django. And, you know, for its data science and its smarts and all that stuff. Yeah, although that's kind of like a conflation, I guess, of concerns to a degree as well. Because, like, I think I've heard it said, and I I really like saying it. I think it's funny and true that Python is the second best language for anything that you need to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it kind of has you know a bunch of different things that you can use it for and like if you look at the graph like the google trend graph over time for python it's like wow it's like surging in popularity but it's kind of like eating a lot of this other market of people that wasn't even maybe using a programming language like you know excel jockeys are using pandas and you know aspiring machine learning people are using python because there's a lot of popular libraries out there that already exist in python that aren't available in ruby right and there's like a lot of i don't know what what do you y'all folks over at python call gems in ruby is not like snakes right like what is that called like the packages <laughs> just like a pile of snakes yeah, yeah like a bucket of snakes what is it because it's just called packages right like you're normal you guys just call it packages no they got weird names for it too and they're they're a little inconsistent like you got wheels like you get in your wheels from the cheese shop or you oh, know what <laughs> different things but i think they just call them packages like it doesn't really didn't really stick it's not like a gem and you don't need to put in a gem file or anything weird like that i imagine no not like a flute or a basket or something they didn't like extend the the cheese shop is like the monty python thing i think there's a famous cheese reference in monty python I see. Yeah. So it's just plain old packages. That's good. Y'all are normal. Not like Ruby who uses gems. But there's like a (laughs) lot of packages that are, you know, that support, you know, data science related work or machine learning. I think I've read a uh, QR about like NumPy being really popular amongst like the academia folks. And like no one's going to bother to write that in Ruby if it already exists in Python. And they're very similar in programming languages. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, either you have like NumPy or Matplotlib and SciPy. You can tell that I'm just reading off a list because I don't normally <laughs> use a. I was Python, like, oh, I was like, oh, I wow. imagine people who are listening to this would definitely it's be like, quite familiar. Yeah, like I, I was like, wow, for someone with so much hatred in your heart, you just <laughs> know all of these so well. <laughs> I mean, but like going back to the Google Trends you mentioned, like we went back to as far as like 2012 and saw that like Java you know, was 
like everybody was using Java in 2012. That was just like the thing to do, I guess. Or rather, the search queries were for more Java related stuff. No, it's like 2004. 2004, 2005 is like how far back I think it goes. And it was just like, I mean, yeah, I guess even back to like 2015, 2016, it's like Java is just like one hundo or like, you know, it's pretty far up there at least. It's kind of declining over and time. Then, uh, and then soon after it changes, right? Like, uh, pretty popular. like by 2015, that's when Python starts getting its popularity. Right? Yeah, it's it's all those noobs coming in with their like data science, just pushing it over. But like, I don't know, like it's interesting because it just kind of levels out over time. It doesn't really seem like it's like going up or down or like I don't see like a dramatic thing where, you know, Python is skyrocketing into the sky or Ruby is getting buried into the ground. Right. It's like, you know. They're coasting. Yeah. Straight line, you know. So, I mean, what other metrics are there for like deciding which of these two libraries we should use or what destiny we should use? Should we use GitHub stars? Oh, you want to go there? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. What do the stars say? Yeah, the stars the stars are aligned for Django, my friend. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not much of a difference. You know, 46,000 versus... 53,000, so pretty similar. Oh, it's less than 10, right? About like 7-ish? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it seems like Python has, has taken the lead in this. I think the other one that was really interesting in terms of another metric uh, that you used, I thought was just funny. I don't know if this is a metric of which language to use, but it's just like, where are these search queries more popular in? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Right. I was shocked by this. This is like the electoral map, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was it's pretty strange because Google changed the colors of like red and blue. But all the red states, I guess, were all for Ruby. Yeah. Like West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia Ruby. uses Ruby. Like, I don't know. North and South Dakota. <laughs> Hard so, red for Ruby, right. baby. <laughs> This whole like deep south thing, like from Louisiana to West Virginia and, and, and South Carolina for good measure. <laughs> but, you know, we really flipped a lot of these states. You know, we did, in fact, turn Texas blue. We turned Georgia, Florida, Ohio. Wow. <laughs> Sweeping the country. Even Alaska, Maine. Wow. <laughs> All Python flipped it. <laughs> Yeah, basically, uh, you know, Guido for president. So, I mean, there you go. You got to vote. Just write in Guido if you have to. Write in Matt's. <laughs> but, you know, whatever you do, you got to go blue. Yeah, go blue. Go hard on blue. Let's bring it home, baby. <laughs> but, all right, let's use another another metric. Let me see if this will save, you know, the Rubius out there. I think you had another criteria, which was Stack Overflow. Oh, well, we could we could look into <laughs> Stack Overflow, and I feel like I'm gonna lose again. Like, yeah, Stack Overflow came out like right before the world ended. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you know, here we are. We have some distance from that, so we can <laughs> we look back at this. And I, I love this section, the the most loved, dreaded, and wanted web frameworks, which will definitely tell us which we need to use. Like, this is definitively the answer. 
Right, and I think we uh, you have the data to back it up. Yeah, Django is fifty five point three percent love versus Rails, which is like what? What do you guess it four? is? What do you guess it I'm is? I'm guessing like four. Oh come on! No, have some confidence. <laughs> Wait, so it's fifty? You said fifty four? Fifty five point three for Django. Fifty five. It'll probably be like thirty. Oh no! People love Ruby on Rails. It's forty nine point three. Okay, okay, okay. Not too bad. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it didn't break 50%, which, you okay. know, that's the burn against it. But, you know, to be honest, though, it, it's none of these things is ASP.NET Core, which maybe is what we should be doing our podcast on. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, that's the most wanted? Most loved. 70.7%. So, you know. ASP.NET Core. Core, yeah. Gotta check no it out. Way. Look what you're missing. I mean, like... You love React, right? Like that's sixty eight point nine percent. But oh yeah, no know. React is React is the truth. <laughs> but I mean, that's a different episode. Yeah, that's a different. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I guess like there's this other aspect of it, which is like you know how well does like the peanut butter of your back end go with the the jelly of your front end if you're doing like a single page app, or you know maybe should you even do a single page app? That's probably a different episode entirely. Oh yeah. Or should you do ASP.NET Core? <laughs> Apparently, you know, that's where it's at. I mean, if we looked at the most, I mean, the wanted tab in this, Django is definitely crushing it for sure. With 9.4% versus Ruby on Rails 4.4. So that's very sad news for us. Yeah, not wanted. <laughs> yeah, People are just like, nah, not wanted. Mm-mm. Still real. It's like, right, it's under spring and express wow i mean i think it's tied maybe maybe fractionally below spring but like asp.net core still coming out on top with the want <laughs> oh man that's crazy i would not have thought that that'd be it <laughs> but you know the last measure that we have for like you know deciding what we should we should use is of course like is it the least dreaded is it not awful oh man no no please god and <laughs> I see it. Oh, gosh. Ruby on Rails. Dreaded (laughs) 50.7% versus Django's 44.7. Oh, that stings too, though. (laughs) But Rails is still higher. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like people write like really big monolithic apps using these frameworks and then they grow to loathe them over time. Oh, yeah, that could be it. But, you know, we have the one consolation that at least none of these things is angular. None of them is <laughs> angular, Jay. So, so 75%. What, three and four people just hate, hate egg. <laughs> yeah, no, that people, wow. And then Drupal, I don't think I've ever heard of Drupal on purpose. What is, uh, I have to Google that. That's PHP. It's like a CMS. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. And angular is above the PHP f- library. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. But, you know, I don't know. Like, so it does seem like Django's winning by all these metrics, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at all these metrics, yeah, it looks like it. I guess I'll ask you, like, being familiar with Django, like, 
I think like one of the benefits that I've heard in the past of using Ruby on Rails is that it's just so much faster and easier to like ramp up a product if you really wanted to. Mm -hmm. And does Django have like similar viewpoint of building an application? Is there some like, is it more terse, like more difficult to get something off the runway using Django? Or is it just that Rails has that pop, like that opinion that popular opinion that oh if you're going to do something fast and you want to see it like you know see if your product actually works build it in rails real quick and boom 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 like yeah i mean i think this is another like episode maybe for like prototyping and like getting something out there and django you can prototype pretty quickly like you have you know the server rendered pages baked in you have like emails baked in you have the orm baked in like pretty much anything that you could want is is baked into it i do follow like online or on podcasts other podcasts like you know the new releases that are coming out for ruby on rails and like there's some some pretty good hotness like in ruby on rails like webpack is like baked in and i i felt like the story for like getting django and react kind of baked together was like a little bit less out of the box yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I think Ruby on Rails like kind of leads the pack on. I see. So like the idea that developing a app, I guess, with the different front end framework like React using Webpack could potentially be easier on Rails because Rails has adopted that into its into its own libraries, knowing that people are probably going to build their front end using, say, JavaScript library versus, you know, using ERBs. Yeah, and like since it's just like pulled into the main package, it's like you don't have to read a bunch of blog posts to figure out like what the most reasonable way to do it is. It's just like you don't have to think about it. It just is and it's part of it. But, you know, that being said, like there are things that are like really strong with Django. Like having used both, like I really like the Django ORM a lot. Like it's super powerful. Pretty much anything you can do with SQL, you can very easily do with the ORM. And you also get like the admin pages for like managing the models out of the box so you can like grant access to some super user who maybe can administer the content of the site or like you know a support user who can like manipulate the data manually from the back end mm, i see so like jacob being more powerful out the box and people who can understand the benefits we'll use the benefits and we'll get more out of django versus rails in that regard i think so i think like i mean maybe you can speak to this a little bit like i don't think rails has as strong of like an admin page game oh nah yeah you do that shit in erb like it's pretty gross and you just make it happen i don't think it's as in-depth as what i would expect from django but if you i mean i guess i can take this loss right of uh <laughs> you know rails not winning in this fight i know that a lot of people are gaining popularity i mean rather that python is in django gaining a lot of popularity in the past couple of years for its data science and machine learning algorithm packages not snake jars or bins snake bins 
<laughs> oh god, this is gonna be in my nightmares. I never thought about Python packages being snake bins, just filled yeah, with tiny like, you know, snakes. You need to play like the little flute, like with the snake charmers used to charm its packages <laughs> and its machine learning algorithm packages and whatnot. You know, I I just would like to make the announcement. You know, Rails isn't dead, but I guess Python has a lot of its benefits well, for the future for that of uh, machine learning. And machine learning and artificial intelligence and all that data science and processing things. So I'm willing to, you know, I don't want to say throw in the towel, but like, you know, lose the fight, but with my chin up, you know, like, (laughs) you know, maybe next version Rails will be on top somehow. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just a bigger tent, right? Like, so, you know, there's just different people who are coming in and enjoying Python learning to program which is great. And maybe as a result of that, organizations are like, okay, like, well, if I got this kind of person who's using Python, then why not my web development too, as well as my data science and, you know, everybody else. It is like kind of generally friendly and, you know, has the capability. It's not like the most powerful language in the world, but it does have the capability to like shell out and like interface with, you know, C code and, you know, low-level linear algebra craziness and all that. But, you know, Ruby and Rails, pretty solid on the web dev side still. Like, Awesome. Yeah, I think that with that, we'll leave it up to y'all for everyone to decide. Django, Rails, whatever you choose, make sure you don't have to choose the right one. You can always figure out a way to migrate from one to the other, but they both have their benefits and hopefully we'll see even more benefits in the future. And I'm sure this fight isn't going to end today. We'll probably see it down the road if anything changes. Yeah. And I guess that people can also just tell us why we're completely wrong and why we should be using .NET Core. .NET Core. Yeah, I would love to hear why <laughs> we should be using .NET Core. I imagine or either .NET Core, I didn't see it on the list, but I'm sure I can already hear my brother in the back of my head yelling at me that if I'm building some new web dev application, it should be an Elixir and Live View. I think it's what it's called. The Elixir seems to be the the hotness right now. Right. Everyone loves yeah, that Elixir. There are some cool ones. I think that's another like thing we'll have to talk about a little bit later. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, And me, your host, Michael Nunez. Thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.